Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Take TV podcast for round 11 or the round 11 review. Uh, today, very special episode, we have a sponsor. Um, so we'll get to that in a moment. But the, on the agenda today, uh, what to do this week? Do we trade? Do we not trade? How many uh, trades should we have uh, when our teams are complete and when should we complete them? No speaker English. Everyone wants uh, big English. Performed well on the weekend. We'll speak about that. A few underperformers, what to do with them. The you know, can't really afford to have underperforming premiums at the moment. Uh, targets to finish the team, rookies, and uh, the Discord Q&A. So, yeah, jump in the Discord uh, if you want to ask a question. But, yeah, we have about 40 questions or so. So, yeah, we go. Boys, how are you? Good, thanks. Very well. Good, thanks. Very well. Just well. What if- I'm going very well because <laughs> we have a sponsor. <laughs> um, yeah, Manscaped got around, gotten around us, I think, they're around most podcasts these days. But, yeah, unbelievable um generous company so they've all sent us a whole bunch of products uh four million people use manscape products and yeah now now we're part of that so fantastic <laughs> so yeah use the code fttv on the website so just to show off some of their products uh, for those watching on youtube this is the lawnmower 4.0 very nice so it's even got a light how about that <laughs> to yeah, shave your balls so that's good but they don't only do that they also do this is called the weed whacker so you just shove it in here shove it up your nose and it pulls out the weeds i guess the nose hair so if you're italian like me uh, it's very very useful and i know my old man and probably my nonna as well would probably use this so, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah like anyone can use it it's uh yeah it's like, literally like perfect father's day present already this is basically my dad's now so he uh, he, he definitely wants to get around it so um yeah a big up manscape um they also do a bit of work with testicular cancer. JD, do you want to say anything about that? Uh, yeah. So, like, I mean, obviously, research the sponsors of the show because you want to make sure it's, like, good products and, and not um, poor quality stuff. But, yeah, like, going across the website, they partner with the Testicular Cancer Society, which is the most common cancer for men our age, so 15 to 35, year, 35 years old. And just this week, we saw Bobby Hill, obviously, be forced to take time away from the game with testicular cancer. So to see them spread the message around early detection and screening is icing on what is already a, a great package when it comes to Manscaped. And I will say my favorite part from the the package that we got uh, was the crop preserver and reviver, which is effectively <laughs> like ball deodorant and toner. And can I say this is a conversation started with the wife. She was very interested to see what was going on with that. So uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just say that uh, your balls will thank you for those, for those on. So yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Definitely. So yep. yeah, code, code FTTV. So get around that. Um, but yeah, boys, uh, this Wait, week. So just like the best part of that, by the way, 20% off and free shipping when you use FTTV at manscaped.com. So if you are thinking about getting for yourself for a mate, for a dad, for Father's Day, whatever it is, yeah, get around us. And yeah, thanks for the support. Yeah. I'm also very grateful for Manscaped because I did accidentally not check my emails for three months and got this email <laughs> three months ago for the sponsorship. <laughs> And I only, <laughs> only found out about it about two, three weeks ago. So um, they are so nice that they still agreed. But yeah. Um, it's like getting, yeah, handing in your game. homework late and then still trying to get full credit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they do a lot of great work. Eno, how was your round 11? Good, mate. Very good. I, I started off by shaving my my downstairs. No, nah, we'll get onto the super coach. I actually did use it though. It was good. Like... I've already got some other thing and it's way too big for, for down there. Uh, so, no, nah, <laughs> happy with the yourself. products. Happy with the products. <laughs> uh, 
two three nine eight I scored this week is uh, somehow the worst of us uh, us three here. JD beat me in in the regs league by six points, so he got across the line there. Uh, fell a thousand spots to twelve thousand, so yeah, didn't move up with that score, which uh, in most weeks you'd expect a bit of a rise in the ranks, but wasn't to be. Um, the trades I did Nick Martin and Bruce to Wits and Stevens, so I think all of us traded out uh, Bruce, I believe, with just the news that he wasn't back and uncertainty around if he'd be back in round 13 when which is when we'll need some players so um yeah just just took his money there and got wits in who was looking like he had a good matchup to go big but um for whatever reason the ball just didn't go out of play or there was no ball ups in that game so he, he couldn't really do what he needed to do but um yeah hopefully get some rises during the buys but it wasn't to be this week i had baz out with illness of, as well so it was a primo down which, I, well, probably two primos down. I think I'm already behind, so um, didn't help. But, um, yeah, hopefully improve through the bias. How'd you go, George or JD? Whoever's in it wants to go next. Uh, so I had a 24.04 in, I think, what was the worst good week you could possibly have. So I traded in um, Darcy for Proust and Sinclair for Whitfield. So I got a 140 and a 141 off those. And I also uh, traded Martin for Stevens. Uh, and I captained Neil's 164, but still fell in the ranks. So, yeah, the worst possible good week you could have where you kind of nail everything and still go backwards, which is always a bit of a, a head scratcher, but that's where we're at. It's tough. I think uh, Stuart and you guys had premiums out as well. Um, not having Stuart was really painful, but, you know, um, is what it is. I know, I know you've got him and you're definitely letting us know all about it. Um, but our week, oh, my me. week. <laughs> could have been worse. Week. Yeah, so uh, scored 2,421, went down from 6.9K to like 7.3K. Uh, I did uh, SDK to wear. Wasn't too happy about that, but just wanted to fix up the rocks uh, with Wits' as good matchup. Um, and he also gave me an extra play in the buy rounds, but I lose SDK this week and a bit of his cash. I did Proust to Wits. So I think I was listening to the Traders podcast today, and they were saying that Wits was still a bit unwell. That's why he didn't play, potentially. And yeah, he played terrible in the VFL. So maybe... You mean yeah, Prusy? Yeah. Yeah. Does say Prus? I don't know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so a bit unfortunate there. Uh, but yeah, traded him regardless. I just didn't know if he was going to come in, come back in or not. And, you know, he's out this week and next week. So it's like, whatever. So get rid of him. So I was expecting a bit more from Witsy. Um, where are these 130s, JD, that you've been getting every week? <laughs> I wanted some of this, but... Um, you've ruined it for me, mate. You've ruined yeah. it for me. Bloody hope not, but no. Nah, George was whinging about a 120. It's pretty funny, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, where's my 160? Uh, but anyway, um, but yeah, so first topic for today is what are we doing this week? Are we trading? Are we holding? Eno, what's the plan? Oh, for two weeks, my plan was not trading this week. Don't need to sit on your hands and then sort of attack next week off the buy, like maybe do a downgrade for someone if if they're not going to be useful to you and bank some cash to sort of attack the buy. But um, I think what we'll talk about in the next topic or two is is why I'm probably going to be making a trade this week and it's to get a must-have player. So, um, yeah, initially I would say if you don't need to trade or you're not making an upgrade, it's perfectly fine to hold and um, and then save all your trades to, to obviously get more players during the buys. But... Um, yeah, I think I'll be using two trades this week. Why the hell not? I need to play aggressive to catch up anyway. And I've, I've got 15 there, so I'm not, uh, you know, some people like like yourself, George, are on a, on a couple less so or a few less. So 
I might as well him. use them and try and get try and get a, a better premium in and, and make some ground. But yeah, I think if you're pretty set, there's no upgrades to do. Um, there's no really point, obviously, getting players with the buy or whatever. Just you preferably find a hold. So um, it's fine either way. It just comes down to your team and how you set up for the buys. What about you, Jackson? I wasn't planning to trade, but I don't know. You're <laughs> starting to convince me that I might need to with some of the side conversations, which I'm sure we'll get into later. I guess the main reason why we don't want to trade on this week is because everyone that you're trading in is about to have a game off for the next three weeks. Um, has it now or has it in the next two? And so generally, um, it's better just to wait out this week and then start trading in premiums that have already had their buy and you end up getting basically an extra score on field. Uh, compared to those that don't, which is pretty nice in a limited trade format. Uh, so the only exception to that would be if you don't have probably 19 would be the aim for this week. Um, so if you don't have 18 or 19, then um, trading to make sure you get to that number would be a good one without hurting your buyers in the future too much. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I think the only exception this week is we do have a couple of players that look like they might need to be must trade outs or must trade ins. And so that's thrown a little bit of a wrinkle in the plans, which we'll get to, I guess, as we go on. What about yourself, George? Yeah, so a few underperformers for me. Uh, maybe it will just the one, so we get Heaney later. But um, I guess what the purpose of this week is you want to like, make sure you're well set for the buys. Um, you know, we are limited trade format, so we can't exactly blow trades. But you know, if we're moving forward with the team, you're know, trading like an underperforming primo to a, another primo that's like a top six, they have the same buyer. I mean, why not do it this week? So and also, if there's a good rookie available that's playing this week, I'm not really sure there is. Um, but you know, mid-season draft is coming, so we'll touch on that in the rookie section later in the video. So I my plan was no trades, and I'm now half thinking about Heaney. I'm trading Heaney part five to English. <laughs> so um, just because of okay, I think we can move on to Tim English. I think um, well, everyone wants to reason. talk about yeah. him. Everyone yeah, wants to okay. Um, so was this Saturday night? I can't remember. Yep. yep. I watched a little bit of this. Yeah. Watching English. So I, I fully expected, um, skinny Tim English playing with sweet. I expected more forward time, a bit underdone five weeks off. You know, what did train a bit last week comes out and does that. So worth noting big ground optus, plenty of room for marks. Like he was, you know how like short, like runs around the back and he asked for the handball. He was know, doing man. that. I he's know. a ruckman. <laughs> oh my god! So yeah, he's getting those twenty plus, um, twenty plus a game, twenty plus uh, disposals. And you know when he, we were saying early in the season, when he does get a good matchup in the ruck and he doesn't lose the hitouts, well, that's when Ceiling. the score is going to pile on. Because yeah, he had a few tough matchups, losing the hitouts, still going hundred one twenty. So. Yeah, I think the Bont Baz versus English, well, I think you won all three. I can only actually get one, really. Um, I think it's looking like Tim English, especially if I'm using Sam Hayes' money. That means I have Tim English's cover in the ruck, so that's kind of nice there. Um, are you bringing – so you want, we want to bring him in this week, right? Um, is he like – what sort of output can we expect from him for the rest of the year? Like 130, 120, I'm not sure, but he looks like F – one, two, or three, depending on like Dunkley, F one, you reckon? Oh, like one twenty eight average right now. Yeah, for the I year one twenty. I think one twenty is I mean, like on. He's a cheat code. Yeah, 
Just one twenty is elite numbers. I like. Are we sure he's going to get to that? Even one fifteen <laughs> would one fifteen would still have him M two like at worst. I think. F- I, yeah. I guess like I I can't remember like a poorer year for rucks in the league just because of all the injuries we've had, which yeah. seems like it would help him, right? Yeah, like. Well, that's his upside, right? He's going to probably average. Let's say he didn't even play in a ruck and he didn't even jump in a ruck contest. He probably would still average a hundred because he's literally. Another midfielder. The ruck I mean, the he, ruck work is just a positive. He gets what five to ten hit outs to advantage a game if he can manage that. Um and it just raises the roof with him. That's I think why he can have the big ones, but I mean, yeah. like, I mean the other thing, of course, is like it was West Coast. So scores always get yeah. Um, oh, yeah. inflated against him. But oh yeah. I mean, across the course of the year, he's had at least one scoring shot in every game. He's kicked goals in four of his six games. He's had over 20 hitouts in every game, but uh, the first one of the year. He's got like two to one free kick to free against ratio. So he got like five free, zero free against on the weekend. Um, he had 25 touches and then he also had uh, like four tackles and four marks. And that four marks was the lowest mark count he's had for the year so far. Um, so like he's just, it's it's the, it's a bit like why we like Steele, where, you know, he does a bit of everything for a midfielder. It, English seems to be doing like the ruck equivalent at the moment where it's not just some hit outs. It's also scoreboard stuff. It's also marks. It's also touches. Um, so you're right. It does like very much feel like a, a cheat code just because of the spread of scoring avenues for him. Yeah. I was looking at this tog. It's about, it was 80 on the weekend. It was a low 80s for earlier in the year. So it's probably about the same. The fourth quarter, he didn't do much. I thought they put sweet a bit more in the ruck. So probably could have yeah. gone 180. Game over. If they, yeah. if they wanted to. I mean, I can probably afford to not pick him and get him in like round 14. I think money's not an issue for me, but like we're moving mountains to get him in or like how set are you on getting him in this week? And like 100%. Yeah. Raleigh O'Brien yeah. just went 175 on him <laughs> on on yeah. um, Blitz Blitzarves. Okay. Who they have this week. I mean, he's the most trading player by far, 6,000 yeah. or something. Um, Don't you have like an awful little buy, you know? It, well, it's swapping Heaney, right? Where I'm fine. It's still oh, okay. seventeen. You're swapping, you're swapping. Okay, okay. Correct. That's the that's oh. where it's fine. It's not upgrading to him. It's not uh, trading another primo or someone that's playing in that round to him. It's it's just a side swap that's going to cost 130k. <laughs> and sorry, did you say English is most traded in player this week? Oh yeah, by by a long shot. It's Owens is the next, who is half as many. Um. And wow. then it's just a bunch of random trade-ins because, I mean, not many people would really be trading and think like Joel Jeffries number three. Um, but it's 55 break-even, right? And if he goes another 130 this week, he's, what is it, 630-something K. Um, so yeah. uh, if you can't get him in straight after the buy, he's going to be north of that again. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh, boy, I think I'm bringing him in and the VC is, is on. <laughs> Ride yep. the dogs all the way home. Do you think it's an issue that some teams are not going to be get all be able to get all three dogs? I'm only getting one. <laughs> all, all three. Wait, wait. There's all like four. We already have one. It's exactly bad in English. Well, I think the yeah, return of one. yeah, the return of the three. So we'll um, two have just got forward status. I'm planning to get all three. Um, it would, I mean, for me, it's cogs and butters to hold though at F5 and 6, which is probably worse than someone's Brody and Parker, right? So, uh, or maybe it's not worse, who knows? It pro- probably is though. Um, 
So I think that's, for me, the point of difference where I need to try and do that to make up ground and just hope the dogs go on a big run sort of like they did last year. Um, but, yeah, uh, just look, if you can, I think the English is the non like the number one target of the three, but I think you've got to try and get at least two. You might, like Bond, if you can't, if you're not going Bond in the forward line, it just seems weird. Like we've got him as a forward in his prime. I think he went one twenty-five. You reckon? Because yes, because there's they no are, injuries. There's so much more responsibility in the midfield on. Last year, Dunkley out basically the whole year. It was Shell his former self. Trelaw. And then also, yeah. uh, English is getting a lot of outside ball as well. I think it's hurting all Baz of is them. a year and, better. Yeah. So, and then, um, yeah, Baz was like half four last year. So I'm not sure what Bond averages. I was thinking like 115-ish. Now I'm thinking, when you think about it like that, I honestly wouldn't be surprised if he just hovers around 110, which is still... <laughs> like annoying not to have. Um, 15 better than Cogs and Butters. Maybe more. It's got a copper. I don't have the trades. Bloody Aaron Hall trade cost me something bad, but um, <laughs> I, I think I just have to copper and like I'll probably have like a Parish or Walsh MA or something and hopefully that's like a strong that's... enough midfield so to hold up. And a decent defense as well, just no Stuart. So I think that's one I have to wear on the chin, unfortunately. But yeah, I'm concerned about not having that. I think we can move on to how many trades left should we have post buy? So we discuss this every year. Um, I think ideally, I think four or five, I think last year we had three. Um, four seems a little low for this year, considering we've had more trades and more cash gen this year, but we've had to pay up for more players. I'm looking at four. If I go Zach Merritt, I'll have five. If I go a Parish or Walsh or Mills, I'll have four. I think I'm going to go for four because that way I also have like 100K in the bank. So when something goes wrong, that's I can get to a better premium. Do you guys think four is not enough? Or, or you know, how many are you guys looking at? So, JD, how many left do you think you'll have post buy or final team? I don't know because I'm currently trading in um, English, which wasn't the plan <laughs> this week. <laughs> well, I actually just think I want him that badly. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think it puts me down to 16 next week. Um, so sorry. So how many how many trades have I got left? So say I um, trade Zorko to English this week. <laughs> I still need uh, a defender and two midfielders. So that's three upgrades. Uh, and I've got 12 trades at the moment. So I'm probably looking at like five or four left, which Do you how- is, okay. I think like, it, I mean, it obviously comes down to injuries the rest of the year, but that's probably right on the lower end of what I'd want to be sitting on. So last year, I think we had three or four. I had three. They were gone within, I think I had back-to-back-to-back injuries and then like the, I think like Dusty and a few others. Then the final four rounds, I was holding on for dear life, but I had um, like I think I had, like Bianco and Bramble and stuff like relatively okay cover. Um, so hung on just with three trades, so four. Still the buy rounds, so people get could get injured over the buys. So I think I'm okay with four. I think two people commenting on my YouTube like, oh George, you gonna run out of trades? Like four left, you're screwed. I mean maybe, but uh, I think history says you should be okay with four. It does feel definitely on the lowish end. What about you? I know what are you looking at? Um, how many left post buy? 
I think I'll be five. Uh, obviously, depends how big a premiums I get, but I will need one defender um, and two midfielders. But I will make. I need to make a swap as well from Darcy Cameron to probably get Bond or something, which might cost me another one. So honestly, it might be four as well, like you guys. Um, which, yeah, I mean, we're obviously all predicting here. We might end up with four, like you said, with two rounds to go. And like, what do we do with our hands? Like, you can't predict how many of our premiums are going to get injured and who that's going to, you know, who is. Obviously, you can go off history, but um, yeah, you do at least probably want four. Like, you don't want to go in with like only two or something for 10 weeks. It's just way too risky. Um, and one thing we didn't mention with English too is the major reason I'm really, you know, besides his scoring and his, and his, you know, probably top two forward capabilities is he covers a ruck situation. So, you know, say Shrek gets a two-week in, two injury or wits, you know, something that you don't really want to trade. He can just cover that for two weeks. Um, obviously, it puts you in a worse position for points, but it's it's a trade save. So um, that's a big positive there. I just think the defender line is where we're not going to be able to cover too well um, unless we get sort of a lucky rookie at some point. So, um yeah, if a defender goes down, I watched your vid, JD. You've got six defender mids, which mm-hmm. kind of helps, I guess, if there's a defender mid rookie that that comes up. But yeah, yeah with Stuart, Stuart and Sicily, I can't cover them with with Ware and Thompson unless, hopefully, Ware holds. But it's probably pretty unlikely for the whole season. So yeah, um, I think you'd minimum you'd want four. You go on less than that post buy for. You know, eight or nine weeks is probably too risky. But yeah, if, if, you, well, if you're going to yeah. go parish over over merit to get, you know, if that gets you down to like three or something, I just think you go merit and say and keep one of those trades um, for safety. Yep, fair point. Um, so we'll move on to underperformers. Um, well, I think I want to start with Dane Zorko first. So. <laughs> JD. It's Heaney's written there, but no, nah, George wants to go with Zorko. <laughs> yeah, well, um, now that Dagoe is not an underperformer anymore, um, George has got to find there. a new target. He has to find a new target. No, no, no. Dagoe, okay. 112 on the weekend. Elite scoring. Elite scoring from uh, Dagoe. But um, so, no, that's all right. Pick a new target in my team. There's enough underperformers for you to have, have a okay. crack out. Uh, okay. Zorko, all right. Do you want to run us through Zorko? I have to be back in 20 seconds. Someone is making a lot of noise at the moment. Um, run us through Zorko. I'll be back in a second. What is this? It's his agenda item. His agenda item because he wants to he's... play me. And then he's like, just roast yourself for 20 seconds. I'll be back when I can. I mean, that is slack. That is slack. Um, oh, what's there to say about Zorko? I, so I think the, the biggest concern with Zorko was... He dropped off pretty heavily on the weekend and he had a like lower CBAs again, so just 26%. I would have thought with um, McCluggage out, he would have been a good chance to pick up some of his 60% CBAs. And instead, they basically went to everyone else. Um, Dev Robertson came in, they gave him some. Uh, Rainer's ticked up, Bailey's ticked up. Uh, basically, yeah, went to, to everyone that wasn't Zorko, which was quite frustrating as an owner. Um, but yeah, George, tell us what you saw about Zorko because I know you picked him up in fantasy and uh, you're not oh. very happy with the man. Yeah, <laughs> I do apologize. I can't fix the noise if you can hear it at the moment, but um, we can't. We can't hear it. You okay, can. good. Oh, dude, there's nothing <laughs> worse than picking a player you cannot stand and then them burning you finally. 
And I know, you know, don't pick players you don't want to like. He Eno does not want to pick Crisp. Like, you know, die or pick Crisp, kill me. That's, that's Eno, right? Yes, <laughs> so, it is. <laughs> look, the issue is fundamentally good picks. When a player is 33 years old and has had a limited preseason, what is the downside of that pick? You've seen how Dangerfield's gone this year? Cliff. He's edge. in the 400s. Yes. Well, bargain. And, <laughs> well, oh, my God. So, okay, can you afford a price drop? Okay, first of all, do you want Zorko in your final team, JD? I would love to have um, <laughs> Sicily, Stuart, Stuart, Sicily, <laughs> Doherty. Yeah, basically anyone you else. Cannot <laughs> you cannot afford to have underperforming premiums? Look, if you got a Cogs and Butters in the forward line, you give up 10, 15 points, right? Defenders, like, well, what's Zorka going to give up to Sicily every week? It feels like thirty points. Uh, I think it might it's be. Too, it's too much. It was like hundred this week. It was a hundred this week. Honestly, well, if, if Stewart, he goes, it was 140. The, the signs are not good because he scraped in for some, you know, crappy, I say crap, for lucky-ish goals in the past few weeks, <laughs> and it's bumped his score up. It is bumped. Just it's, remember who we're about to talk about. Oh, no. The lucky Don't goals. do that. Okay. <laughs> okay, look, I'm getting the hell out of that pick. Uh, look, downside of that pick is too high. He looks bad. I don't know. I mean, I, I like looking jumping. at English in my forward line, so I'm pretty chuffed about that right now. Yeah. Okay. Look, and not I, many favorable odds or Zorko, mate, so I reckon we move on, but I would get the hell out. I don't know what his break even is, but it's probably 180. 70, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I know he's got the last buy, but... Uh, you can't just... afford to crop a price yet. I no, think the other no. thing is what else, like Frio and Melbourne are two of the next three matches. Oh, and Yeah. Uh, he's not going to drop good scores there either. So... Uh, like if he if you hold this week and you have Zorko for whatever reason, like you're enough, you like me, um, then I think you're just in it for the long haul. But yeah, he's he's only five percent of team, so let's just move on. Yep, Heaney's okay. a big one. Uh, Isaac Heaney, we'll speak about. Uh, anyone want to start? <laughs> uh, <laughs> fine. <laughs> <I'll>... Yeah. <laughs> All right. So this is a man that has only got by on kicking lucky goals and charity scaling <laughs> through this whole time. In fact, his score on the weekend was saved by two back-to-back free kicks um, that put him right in front of goals because the man cannot convert to save himself at the moment. He's got a serious case of the yips. Uh, and he hasn't looked good on ball. He hasn't looked good in the forward line. He just hasn't looked good. We all know the talent is there, but it is... Um, struggling to come to the surface. He's also been picking up knocks and stuff as well, uh, which hasn't helped. And I think his CBAs went to zero on the weekend. So um, we've literally seen the worst of Heaney the last couple of weeks and none of the good stuff that started off the year. All right. That's a bit of an overreaction. Look, he game on the weekend was terrible. But the week before he played Carlton, he had 25 touches and like 14 contested and was buying away their best mid that night in a night that they, they um, didn't get the chocolates. So that was literally 10 days ago. <laughs> so the thing that hurts is his, his role does change week to week. Like that, that that night he was in the midfield for the most part and I was like, I actually want him to get forward so he can kick a goal that's worth 500 points, but it wasn't happening. <laughs> but yeah, I think you said at the start, the big thing is he's probably had 15 shots on goal in the last month and he's only kicked two goals. So um, that's the big one where at the start of the season, I think he started like 
14 goals one or something, George, like he was kicking everything. So that's yeah. literally just flipped to the exact opposite and he just can't can't convert. So if he's not going to convert when he's down forward, then this is what can happen. Forward scores like this come where you drop 50s and 60s because you do rely on, on goals and stuff. So, uh, yeah, it's a positive when you play midfield. Obviously, it raises the floor, but it also lowers a guy like Heaney's ceiling. So, I don't know. They're just not going to go. They just don't feel like they're going to him as much. They're not looking for him as much as they were early. There's, um, you know, there's Logan McDonald's in the team and Buddy. So it's like a couple more targets than just him and Buddy. So, um, yeah. And look, to be honest, when Buddy's out this week, he's probably going to be parked forward the whole game against Melbourne, which might be pretty ugly as well. So um, I know they're probably without Stephen May, but yeah. Um, yeah, I'm happy to jump off if it means I'm getting the literally forward one in Tim English. So while it only cost me 130K, I'm doing it this week before it probably in round 14, it'll cost 200. Yeah. I think that's where I sit. Fair enough. Um, I have thoroughly enjoyed being an arrogant prick about this player for this pick for about eight weeks. Um, I think the fun is over. I think in any other year, I think he still holds. Oh, yeah. You, he will. I'm pretty sure. Give him a spell. He'll come good after the buy. He'll go in the 90s somewhere, which unfortunately is not good enough. And the problem is the role that we were expecting or foolishly believed is not there. So basically, watching him play. Remember in the early rounds, like by halftime, if he wasn't doing well at halftime, I knew he was going to come good because he was working really hard. He was getting up and down the ground. The way he was getting his goals was he was working his opponent into the ground. Um, taking marks inside 50 where you know his opponent couldn't keep up with him because he was just getting up and down, up and down the ground so much. We're not seeing that. Um, he's not getting his intensity's dropped. He's not getting as physical anymore. The tackle tackles have fallen off a cliff for whatever yeah. reason. It was like averaging eight a game in the first six weeks, and now I think the last two weeks, two tackles in two games. Yeah. Um, and even before that, they weren't at the numbers they were um, early in the season. I mean, Heaney's Heaney. This is Heaney. Um, not much has changed other than he had a good run with a really good preseason. Now he might be getting sore. Who knows? But um, yeah, the role is worse than it's been. He's not getting higher up the ground as much and he just doesn't really look super great. And I think the champion data, they did all they could, but in the, you look at the fan, <laughs> you look at the fantasy, I can see it. You look at the, you look at the fantasy scores, six run average of 70. You can't hide from that. And it's eventually, it's going to show in the Supercoach scores. Whereas I think the first five weeks was like 105, something like that average. So, look, I'm okay holding. Um, if I can find an avenue to Tim English, which would require a rookie in round 13, I think, because I, I need help in that by round, I think. Um, fielding a lot of not great rookies in that round. So even though I think I got 20, I think I got in that round. Um, I would like, if a decent rookie pops up in the midseason draft, we'll see. But... I, I'm thinking about jumping off to English um, just because of how good English is and uh, his matchup this week and points this week, you would assume. Um, but yeah, I think I still think he goes in the 90s somewhere for the rest of the year. Fresh him up to the buy. I think he could even do 100. But at the end of the day, like I don't really know what you're going to get from Heaney. There hasn't been a mid-season injury yet, which has happened every single year that he's been in the AFL. Um. Yeah, I think you can hold if you want. I think uh, if you can get him to English, I'm not against that. So 
I just think the biggest thing is probably fine to hold any other season except the one where we have four dogs averaging 115. <laughs> that just two just popped up in the forward line with DPPs, and then one just came back who we kind of not forgot about, but you know, I think it just forgot yeah. that Tim English averaged 125 or whatever it was for the first five weeks, and we're like, oh, yeah. you know, he'll be back at some point, blah blah blah. Now there's him, Baz, and Bonner there. That pushes Haney from maybe F6 to now like F9, and it's just like mm, it doesn't doesn't feel nice. So any other year you probably big. hold I think, where it's fine, but now it's just gaps way too big, yeah. I think this has been like the maybe the unintended downside or consequence of the DPP changes being introduced into Supercoach. So it used to be that you could pick someone um, that was like a mid-pricer or like, yeah, like a slightly cheap forward. And if they weren't like F1 or whatever, it didn't matter if, if they still went like 95, 95 they kind of be like a poor f6 to f10 it was okay but this year like your f6 probably needs to go 105 or they're going to be like dropping 10 points 15 points a week and that's just like we just haven't really seen that before so um yeah like that's that's i think the unintended consequence so starting out butters cogs um having heaney having to goey all these types would have been fine for like f5 f6 any other year but this year it's just going to really hurt if you've got too many of those types and not just that, JD, we studied, well, not studied, but we had a look at years past, obviously, from fantasy because DPP is a new thing and 99% of the relevant options happened around six. And now we've got two major, major ones at round 12. Yep. So it's like yeah, we've already right. made most of our upgrades, trades are running low and we're like, shit, now we've got two <laughs> top three line, yep. like in the forward yep. line we've got to get now as well. Like it's just spot that's on. Probably, so the, it's unheard the- of. The two big ones last year were Darcy and Kelly at round six, and then yeah, that's nothing it. at nothing around twelve that mattered. And yeah, this year it's yeah very interesting. So, Luke Beveridge, thank you, sir. Yeah, I mean, and this is the other thing. Like, what Luke Beveridge has done, unless it becomes the meta for midfield coaching within the it's AFL, you're probably not going to yeah. see it repeated because it's like this unique combination of coaching philosophy and the talent to pull off the strategy that they're going with. It has this many dogs going through both the mid and forward line. And still scoring well, like it's it's pretty insane. Wait till round eighteen when we get Sam Walsh in the forward line. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm no not way. even kidding. It is it's tracking that way, but I guess time will yeah. tell. Yeah. <laughs> so other underperformers, I think Rich was tagged from Yeah. So I think that's you just move on from that. You get to tag unlucky. Um Dugowie scored well. He's in the underperform list just because of his last whoop, whoop. five months, five weeks. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Uh, don't don't look at his five round average of uh, eighty one. Just look at this week's one twelve. What a score! What a <laughs> one week average. Score. Look, so he, just, he outscored yeah. other popular forward options such as Bailey Smith and Bontempelli. So gotta love that at four twenty six k. Good buy yeah. too compared to them. He's got a great buy. <laughs> so I'm guessing you're holding him into the last buy, and then um, he's turning into Bont. Maybe we'll see. Probably, but I mean, I think I've got everyone playing the last bite anyway, so I'm not even sure it helps. See how you go. Maybe you get like a success. Hopefully, it makes a bit of money. Um, and then Paddy Cripps, I know he scored 110. Um, doesn't look like Brownlow Coleman Cripps at the moment. Showing signs <laughs> of it, but not quite to the level it was. So uh, I guess it's just a monitor. And then, like, by some miracle, if you can upgrade him along with the like the dogs forwards you can do that later or maybe he's fine maybe he just needs a spell after the buy and goes berserk so he's got that ceiling in him uh, yeah definitely wouldn't be trading 
um, at this point, but just, I guess, a monitor just because of the, you know, his history and his last three weeks, I guess. But I guess he was okay this week. So those are the underperformers. I think we'll move on to the cheap options. So budget options, you know, these guys are probably not top six, but close enough to it where it won't hurt too bad. Um, and yeah, some people are priced into a few things depending on cash gen, trades left, all that. The main one is Zach Merritt, 520k, a 75 break even. So he has a buy this week. So one you can look at after the buy, 115 last year. Uh, I want to say 110 or 115 the year before, one of the two. Can't exactly remember. He's like 112, something like that. Okay. Um, I mean. It's Zach Merritt. This is a premium, what, four or five years, maybe six years. I don't know. He's been a premium for a long time, pretty reliable, very durable. I think he had like syndesmosis, like whatever. And that's happened to like Walsh and stuff like that, but no soft tissue, anything like that. Do we expect him to hit that 115 average on the way home? Like even 110, I think, is okay um, for his price. But uh, JD, you're the uh, resident bomber supporter. Zach Merritt, one you're looking at, and you know, would you be happy with him at M8? Because you know, we all started him last year, and he was he was decent last year. Yeah, so he is currently in my trade plans to bring in after this week. I think, in terms of, um, you know, for teams that need to find discount options to to finish out their teams, I think the midfield's probably where we're going to get the best spattering of those. And Merritt is the one that I like. I think you can get a 115 average out of him for 520, which is. Very nice. So yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be exploring him as an option for sure. Um, I think yeah, outside the one poor game, he's been otherwise good, putting up 100s this year. Uh, hopefully, the break resets Essendon as well as a bunch of their talent coming back in after the bye. So Stringer, Snelling, we had Harry Jones return this week. Um, there's a couple of other important players that escape me in the moment, but um, yeah. So Merit Merit is definitely what I'm considering after his bye. And you'd be happy to pick Merit, Anna. Yeah, yeah, I'm warming to it. It just obviously comes down to, like we were saying when we were discussing how many trades we want left, it's, you know, it's 100k more to Parish. It's going to cost you an, an extra trade or Walsh or whoever. So uh, saving that trade and especially since I'm burning another 100 and something, you know, 130k this week to, to get English. So uh, I think it's, it's someone I'll have to go. Um, my cash situation isn't as good as other people's as well. So, um, yeah, I'm warming to it. I mean, he just finds a footy merit. He's not he's not going to blow blow the scoring away. You know, he often takes a lot of possessions to to put in a good score, but he does he does find footy um, really well. So, um, yeah, he was uh, yeah again underrated how how good he was for us last year just because of how many midfielders went massive. Which has kind of dropped off, you know, with Tuke being 10 points less than what he was and um, obviously still Neil and Clary and that going nuts. But I think the next is McRae at 120 flat, who is, you know, not in the greatest form himself. So uh, Callum one fifth, well. you Callum, yeah, of course. But it's a bit of a risky pick. You know, he played bloody in the back goal square for the second half. So um, it's not like he can't score there though. But yeah, 115 or 113, something like that, that would be totally fine. And we know he is pretty durable or very durable, in fact. I know he... This is the year he actually got an injury, but he came back very quick from it. Um, so um, his history is very good. So, um, yeah, I'll, I'll be looking at him for sure. And worth noting that he's this price because he copped a head knock. Might have been last week. It was in the Sydney 50. game where they copped it all in the media and whatnot for not 
flying the flag or whatever. So oh, that's right, um, two weeks ago then. Yeah, and he wasn't. He was like a bit of wing that game, just one off. So CBS yeah. are back up this week. Yeah, yeah, back to normal. Higgins. He scored okay with like 40, 50% CBS. He still can. Yeah. 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 So I think he's a really solid option. I'd probably take him over Keys. Just, I still don't mind Keys. I think uh, he hasn't recaptured that form, but he's about 550K. Spoke about the Crows fixture. Yeah. Yeah. You'd have to maybe look at him in the last buy round, but I think he's decent. I think he can go. Then they'd be fine. He'd be 110. 110-ish. I think so. Yeah. I think he's been okay. Um, the the fixture is the one that can help him get over the line there. Um, Titch as well, Brayshaw. Any of Titch or Brayshaw take your interest, JD? Titch is 480K. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm starting to look at like cheap options to um, finish my side. Like I'm looking at trading back in Whitfield if he has a good game. So <laughs> No way. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, Whit- uh, Mitchell could be in my trade plans. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess like, we all know the talent on the upside of Mitchell, and he had, I think, um, the most CBAs he's had so far for this year on the weekend just gone, which is a good sign. Um, uh, but with that said, that was with Amir out, so I'm not sure if that would persist if, if Amir was still in the side or came back in. Um, uh, but yeah, like it's just hard to know with Sam Mitchell whether or not that, that role with um, Tom Mitchell is actually going to persist or whether it's going to shift around again as the year goes on. Um, but we are getting rid of very cheap price because of what he had a game with illness. Was that was that the case? Yes, he was sick. Yep. He had a week yep. off afterward. Yeah. So I think like from from that perspective, like he does seem to be like a good option to me. Cool. I think the last couple of Brayshaw and, and Track George. I mean, we're both looking towards them like at a higher price a few weeks ago and now they're both yeah. sort of I mean Brayshaw's just sort of plateaued at he's he just scores 9500 every week he can't he can't motor on um the Frio situation it's going to get a bit murkier as well so Fife might even be back this week he's going to play some yeah. form of footy whether it's waffle or AFL they're unsure so um I mean they're already what 68 Time on ground, all of the mids yeah. at this point. What the hell happens when he comes back? I don't know. Yeah, it's just how they how they do things over there. And this has been free. I mean, been doing this for years now. Um, and this is why last year, like we traded Brayshaw in pretty cheap. Like it was like I think low five hundreds, high four hundred, something like that. Um, but that was when his time on ground was eighty percent, which is what it was early in the year, and it's dropped again. It's dropped to like seventy ish in the seventy somewhere. Um. So I think that's definitely that has to be hurting his score, right? And hurting his ceiling. So he's not really yeah. one I like. Look, he, I wouldn't be too upset if Brayshaw was my M8 though, for that price. Um I think I'd take Merritt over him. Merritt has the history. Brayshaw has zero one ten plus seasons. Merritt yeah. has a few. Um and not as many to contend with or fight with yeah. for, for mid spots. And you get him after the buy as well with Merritt. Yeah. So Yep. I'd probably take Merritt over Brayshaw. I don't think we were saying that like six weeks ago, but here we are. No. Um, and then Petrarca's like great option. Yeah. Just he'll flew. bottom out at the wrong time if you don't have him. Like he'll be yeah. 520 when it's his buy. But if for whatever reason, maybe if you're making your very last upgrade in round 15, then he'll be absolutely perfect, uh, which is annoying. But yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's so any we- others we missed. I think that's 
Oh, I, I mean, think we Merit, have. Merit's the clear best, is it? Oh, okay. Here we go. <laughs> it's time for one Jackson Haitley to <laughs> take off to the moon. 350K. Uh, we have two in the Discord that brought him in. Can't so, believe it's worked. <laughs> what do you mean, can't believe it's worked? Of course uh, it's worked. Just, it's always no. going to work. <laughs> well, <laughs> basically what happened was he's had four games of 50-plus percent CBAs. Um, starting in the Carlton game, he tagged Cripps in the first half, scored nothing. Second half, scored decent, like 50-something in the second half. And then since then, I think he's got a three-run average of like – in fantasy, I think it's like 105. I'm not sure what his super coach, probably around 100. You broke as hell. You have no money. You need an M8. You get a perfect team elsewhere. Hately M8. No worries. You can go 95 plus. Maybe Imagine you had a perfect team button. elsewhere and then you had Hately M8. Had Hately. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just just ruin everything. Well, I think Matt Crouch will make his... Okay, sorry, I'll stop, I'll stop now. Okay. Nah, um, yeah, he yeah. has to so go. I think, I think if you had the perfect um, team elsewhere and then Hately M8, you would actually have the perfect team, according to George. <laughs> like, that would be it. There's You can't do any better. <laughs> I ain't going to argue with that. That's a good point. All right, so Eno will take us through. Uh, so this is, if you're listening on um, SoundCloud or Spotify, Apple, wherever, um, we'll try and run you through. But on YouTube, we have a screen up of just upgrade targets, um, your players that we want to bring in to finish our team. So we just went through a few cheap options. We'll go through players that we actually want. So yep. Eno, you got the midfielders up at the moment. Well, Who, who's at the top I'll of do, your actually. List? Okay. This is this is I've done it where I've filtered out. Uh, this is all the players who have the buy this week. So okay, um, you know we'll do this next week for buy players who have the buy that week, and we'll say who are we targeting for this next round. So um, I think Parish is clearly, or it's probably him and Walsh, the two the two best options in the midfield with this buy that we want next week, and um, both pretty yeah similarly priced. Um, Parish is in a few more teams. He's ended up being a great starting pick, by the way. He's what. Fifth in total points, I think, um, for the season. Just doesn't doesn't have any trouble finding the footy. But yeah, him he'll cost you six twenty five k, and then Walsh is six twenty nine. And if you had the money, um, JD and these two were, um, you know, mid spot off off the buy this week, looking to get a player in round thirteen. Which of these two do you think you'd go? Um, Hank, can I just interrupt for one moment? Yeah. I can see a bit of a twinkle in JD's eye. Oh, because there is a five. player at number five <laughs> without Leon Cameron. Don't tell me you haven't thought about it, JD. <laughs> I have been well. trying not to look at Josh Kelly so much <laughs> in all formats because he's the one. He's the one. Um, I was wondering why George was smiling at the start there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he saw number five. All right, so sorry, yeah. back to Eno. I mean, saying, they all have know, the same price, so yeah. let's throw him in. Let's rank and him And they've then. got the same buy, right? So they, he actually is a realistic alternative to the other two. Uh, I mean, I think I would go Sam Walsh still. Um, I'd probably have him number one. He obviously started a little bit slow because of syndesmosis, but he's been able to score immensely. The only thing I guess I don't know about him is whether or not it's like it's coincided with Cripps fading a little bit, him starting to have some of his ceiling games. Um, So I'm a little bit worried that they're like, you, you basically can't have um, Walsh, Hewitt, and Cripps scoring consistently oh. together in the one side. They're all together, right? They all just went huge for one week. But I shouldn't know if you can consistently get that. No. Um, I would have probably Parrish ahead of Kelly just because I think the role is a little bit more certain. 
and he doesn't have the same injury history as Kelly. And then I'd probably drop Kelly last, although he may have the best upside of the three of them. Yep. Where do you sit, George? Okay, not even With Josh Kelly. Three. Josh Kelly yeah. looks amazing. It happens every year. It looks like it's going to work. It always does, and it doesn't. It just finds a way to not work. <laughs> but He's a hater. Um, At least it's on brand. He stays oh, on brand. That's all I can say. Uh, I brought him in last year, and then didn't really work out but um okay so parish or walsh um i'm not too sure my head my head says parish heart says walsh so i'm not really not really sure um well when you think about it parish went 122 last year in his midfield 20 midfield games and that was with games getting tagged so he really you know five round average of 125 that's probably what he went last year if he didn't get tagged so that's maybe that is actually what he does this year so maybe it's parish i like watching samuel a bit more though <laughs> samuel cbas were up again this week i think they were i want to say 50 still wasn't super high maddie kennedy right. didn't play which mm. is mm. another another twist yeah. in the tail but uh yeah just one to three what are you sam parish then kelly uh I don't know. Kelly, three. Don't get me wrong. We've been waiting for Kelly to play properly inside, but you know, there's slight durability risk with him. He's been not too bad with durability, but um, no like three-week hamstrings or anything in recent years. Um, I think it's DP over Walsh, but I'll probably change my mind like when I do upgrades next week. I'm not sure. I think uh, DP should continue 125 in theory. And I'm not sure Sam does. I think Samuel does like 115 to 120. Yeah. And Parrish does like 118 to 125. Yeah. The other thing that's a little bit tricky is like, I do think some of their scoring somewhat tied to their performance. Kelly, probably the most of them. So we've seen GWS have basically a bit of a dead cat bounce and actually been good with the new coach. Whether that continue for the back half of the year, not sure. Um, Parrish probably has some upside if Essendon returns to a better game style and ability. Um, same way I was saying Merritt would. Whereas, like, yeah, I guess Walsh has to kind of, uh, like, Carlton probably has to maintain the level that they're playing at for the year. So, depending on what, what you think of those scenarios, and most likely may weigh into which of these you then lean towards. Do you think any teams will tag? You know what's interesting? Sam Walsh got tagged last year as well. So, I completely forgot about that. I think they go to Crips this year. Yes, well, they, they, have, they have been. They have been putting time back into Crips again, yeah. That helps him, yeah. So maybe they both go 120-plus. Teams, oh. do you think... JD, can you see Parrish getting tagged? What, yeah. When Essendon's losing games like yeah. this, why would you tag anyone? Okay. I mean, maybe, um, yeah, maybe if we start turning it around, he's the one that would most likely be tagged. It's not. I don't think it's merit at the moment. He hasn't been playing well enough. And there's really no one else that's been threatening or damaging from our midfield. So maybe they just stop the accumulator in, in Parish. I think it's very unlikely that, that someone tags Essendon at the moment. Okay. Look, Walsh is less likely if that's what we're asking. Yeah, I agree with that. Now that they've got yeah. a full like full midfield and Cripps is sort of back to his somewhat best. Um, we've got the defenders up now. I think this is the other big big question for people coming off next week is is Sinclair versus Doherty. So um, both in a similar amount of teams, both averaging pretty similar. Sinclair just that little bit more 
think Doherty had a down game a couple of weeks ago, got a knock, but coming off the bye next week, I mean, there's 30K difference here, so it's a little bit different to the midfield uh, question, but Sinclair 560 versus Doherty 530. And we could throw in Houston 530 as well. <laughs> he's, I think he's top six total points and average this year or close to it. So, um, yeah, who would you go out of these three, George, or who? how are you ranking these? Sinclair, Doherty, Houston. I wonder if Sinclair gets tagged soon. I think it's coming. Yeah, it's been mentioned. It's he's he's the number like he's just the main outlet in defense. He is the guy. So uh, we've seen it happen in the past with like Caleb Daniel and, and players like that. Yeah. Well, when we're talking about Rich this week, it it is rare yeah. the halfback tag, but it does happen. It's yeah. Um, I think Sinclair. He's just such an effective user. He gets kick-ins. Um, they just use him so much. Doherty shares a bit with Saad, but they both get pretty high usage anyway. Yeah. Um, and I just keep ignoring Houston just because of his <laughs> name, but you have to respect what he's done this year. So, like, well done if you picked him. Um, yeah, I think for me, comes back to Sinclair had a better preseason than Doherty. Some people might not care about that, but for me, that's like a thing. So I'll go Sinclair. Mm. Mm. Yep. Yep. Sinclair would have been always still my number one target, but I think his last two weeks are going to price me out with those two 140s. So thank you yeah. for doing that. Yeah, that, that's a shame. What he's 560. Yeah. I mean, unlike me, I'm totally not priced out of Sicily Stewart. So yeah, feel for you, mate. You must be doing it tough over there. Yeah, I am. I am. Hey. Wits makes it up for everything. That's, that's it. That's, wits makes up for everything. <laughs> All right, let's move hey, on. If, you, if you're in Discord and you want to take a week <laughs> off, say that. Ping me, ping me with <laughs> Wits makes up for it. All right. Uh, you can have a week <laughs> off. Maybe you do something productive in that week, like enjoy life and football. <laughs> I don't know. It, trust me, he's not lying. He'll do it. I had to um, go in and add people as friends to re-add them to the discord because of you clicking the ban button all those people you banned but anyway moving on uh yeah there's no i mean i'll quickly look at the forwards here there's taranto but he's injured and then gresham's the next highest average with that with that first buy so uh he's been a pretty good pick um and then we've got butters and cogs who most of us already own or some have already traded so probably not looking there like there's any options in down forward so i think we can move on if you traded out Cogs, could you consider trading him back in? Oh, it's too un- it's still a bit uncertain, right? With Torano out, what the well, true I, role is. Yeah. If you traded out Cogs, I think you did it because you were bringing in a dogs player. So I don't think that plan changes. Yep. So yeah. Um. Yeah. Still for me, Butters versus Cogs. Who? Who might survive? If, I mean, if I can afford to get Parker for one of them, but. I think I'll be too low on trades to do that. So we'll see. We got time to assess that. Yep. All right. Okay. What's left? I think rookies who we're sort of looking at. I mean, I have to get one in this week, George. So probably need to talk about who is the least risky to get in this week or, or what the best option is. Cause there really isn't any on the bubble, right? That are, that are screaming at us. So um, who we yep. got? So I think we'll mid season draft. I think this week, I want to say Wednesday. It is, I think, yeah. So that's something we'll, when team sheets come out, we'll discuss it then. And when we do the trades video, we'll go over that. Um, 
But so I think there's two that are ready to go. There's a few more, but um, I think Florenka plays waffle, scores really well. Apparently can be a bit up and down in the in the waffle, but has put up really strong numbers this year. Um, Casey Voss plays SNFL. I think that's Michael Voss's son. He's a general defender that you can just play straight away. Someone North could look at. I'm not too sure. There's a few others there. I think um, FL Draft expected a video I watched today. It's probably worth watching. He'll tell you a bit about all those players. So uh, maybe he gets picked up. And North and Carlton are crying out for a key position defender, I think. So we could get like a look. I don't exactly know who's available, um, but I think there's one guy, McGuinness, might get picked up by someone. One hundred two k defender, maybe we get one of those. So um, something to keep an eye on. And I wouldn't if if one of them were named and they had a decent enough profile of scoring, or even just a warm body, and they like play through the buys you need them to play through. I think I wouldn't mind that because their job is just to score something in the buy round. So um, and also being if they're one hundred two k, well that that helps too. So that's something we'll assess. But in terms of downgrade options. Last year, uh, last week was pretty tough. A few ex- more expensive ones, but uh, this week, uh, Machino Owens, uh, your mate, Eno, that you got rid of, <laughs> he's a one one seven k. He scored. He's been really good in the VFL, and he want to say two goals, scored a ninety. You're not going to expect that. I mean, who, the same Saints play North, I think. Yeah, and, yeah, ten yeah, tackles so as well. Yeah, he so very um, early on was sent to um, was sent to Simkin and sort of just. Farmed a few tackles there early, and I think the tag sort of just stopped as Saints started to get build a lead. So uh, maybe he gets a job like that every week. I don't know. So he's one I'll look at for sure for like McComb in round 13. Um, Sam Butler, I think he'll keep playing. I think Shields probably comes out for O'Meara um, next week, um, but not going to score a whole lot. You know, playing a small forward role, just uh, you probably going to get 35 to 45 every week from him. So not really yeah. one I like. A bit more expensive, like 136, but has a nice Yeah, he's already had so a rise. Yeah. You, you're not going to cash him in later. You just need him to cover and DPP and whatnot. So not really one I love. And then Jacob Ware, well, we'll see who we get in the midseason draft, but uh, he looks good enough to hold his spot. They do have Whitfield, Adam Kennedy, and Nick Haynes coming back in at the Giants. So not definitely wouldn't go on him this week. Uh, probably last week was the week if you want to go early just to enable a few upgrades such as you know fixing up the ruck line um so he's like if you had to go out of owens and where you go owens i think yep. you would think he holds his spot Agreed. i think it was just billings that was out but you know a rookie that kicks two goals you can't you can't drop that 10 like, tackles i think is the big yeah. one too coaches, yeah, coaches love, that. love that yeah so um <laughs> He like yeah. I said this in uh, Discord a couple of times, but he's he looks like he's got the body that's going to fill out really nicely for AFL. Like he looks like he he he's got the frame to be a, a really well, strong midfielder in the future. The Jack Steele article came out, didn't it? Round one when he got <laughs> it did it did oh before my God. he set foot on the yeah. ground. They, they cursed him for that week, but yeah, maybe they I mean, maybe yeah. they were right. <laughs> I started him over like yeah. No. <laughs> yeah hey mate, yeah. at least you didn't Welcome hold him back. for eleven weeks, and then he plays in the twelfth or whatever. Yeah, that's, that was like Bill Stevens for me, but thankfully he hasn't come back. Oh, yeah, because he's been killing it. Yeah, he has been. Yep. And they've so, had injuries as well. Yeah, I'm in that position, George. So Owens, if I have to go early to get some cash, to get a no-speaker English, I think Owens is the one to go early on. And who I'm trading out, who we might maybe talk about quickly, who is a trade-out, Jack Carroll. Like, he was a sub. He looked pretty average. Yeah, he was. Just, just looks slow. Um, 
not up to this. I mean, big game on the G eighty thousand. He just every time he got the ball, he just he thought he had more more time than he than he really do. So um, I don't see him getting a game in round thirteen. So I'm changing him to Owens. Yes, it's risky. I mean, if he ends up playing, it'll look stupid. But um, oh, he's yeah, killed think, his cash gen in the short term. So he, yeah, that that anyway. So yeah, yep. I can like you need the cash. I'm like that's fine. I think. Yeah. Um. So those are the rookies again. Mid-season draft. We'll see how we go, and I think we can get into a Discord question and answer. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, the first question: Machito away early. We don't need to read that. But Machito early. Um. Okay. You need an R two. Do you go Darcy or English? Yeah, no. Oh, that's hard. I think you go English. Obviously, buyers is going to matter. But uh, uh, you want English in your forward line, not in your right line, though. Yeah, That's the yeah. Because I don't know what Darcy this guy's situation Darcy, is, but and like, so ideally, you want English to cover Darcy. I think. Oh, that's what yeah. I'm doing for sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what this guy's situation is. It maybe it probably has a full forward line, right? So yeah, I would still get English now. Ah, uh, look, damn, Shrek has a low break even too. He's got a sixty as well. Um. <laughs> I'd go, I'd go Darcy. I think the better buy probably helps you. Um, but I'm thinking if he goes English right for R2, then he can maybe side swap these worth forward for a ruck at some point. If I mean, it's going to cost a little bit, but I think that's where I'm sitting. Maybe. Yep. Um, one for you, JD. Uh, Bont Baz English. Put him in order. Uh, I think English we went over this. Baz, English Baz Bond. I know. Oh, I don't want to say Bond over Baz, but I think I think Baz has got really good role in the midfield for Bond. There's a few more guys going through there, so yeah, I think Baz ahead of Bond. Just. I think I'm the same. I I don't know. I think Bond's full time is a bit too much at the moment. If someone goes the out, then he's going to go nuts, but we don't know that. Yep. Um, Locke asks top three musts in each position. Uh, I know you want to do defence. I'll do midfield. JD, you do four. I'll just so read bad. my team. So uh, James Sicily, Tom Stewart, and, well, George Hewitt, but that's pretty – that's cop out. <laughs> but, yeah. no, nah, those three, if you don't have, then, yeah. So I'll do midfield. Um Oliver Neil Led. Ooh. Don't mind Ooh, it. Honestly. Ooh, that's a good call. Uh Rucks. Rucks. <laughs> the, top three, the top three rucks. Yeah. With Darcy gone. And probably in that order. No, I was um, gonna say Wits, Darcy, then Nank. Then then maybe uh, gone Nank after that. <laughs> Don't <Nank>. do that. <laughs> and then uh, hey, forward line forward line would be oh my God. um the three oh wait, it's gonna be English, Dunkley, Baz. Yeah, that's I uh, have harder, Bond at fourth. So four dogs. Yep. Uh is Owen's a must have? Not really. Not a Cheeto. No really yeah. is a must have. Come on, guys. Uh what's the least amount of plays you can go into fielding during a buy round? So yeah, would you, you be could, comfortable? I, say 18? 18? I think I think no. Nah, George achieved eleven or twelve last year, I think. So that's probably the fewest you could do. <laughs> Did he? Was it that low? I think it was, it was thirteen. Four, it was fourteen. <laughs> oh my god! After trades, 
but maybe no, go like, and watch that video. And, and I then... traded in eight and five loophole that week because I couldn't find the downgrade. So yeah. So I think. <laughs> Thank you the, for bringing that up. <laughs> on the fielding plays, though, it's like it's a it's a funny one because, like, would you rather have eighteen premiums or seventeen premiums and two rookies? Right, the eighteen premium team should score more on average. So like. The mix does matter a little bit, but in general, you're trying to aim for 19 players. I think it's generally the safest because then you get to drop one bad score, assuming that you've got rookies on. Um, and like, you know, this week, there was no shortage of bad scores. Like Zorko, 37, Epitraca, 53, um, Cooper Stevens, 46. There's, I'm sure there's other... Oh, Heaney, yeah, it was 51. So drop that's why... Like, <laughs> be lovely. <laughs> yeah, that's why, like, if you have 19 or even up to 20, it's quite handy in Supercoach because if you're fielding six rookies in a given week, two are going to drop your duds, um, especially given a lot of people affording, uh, are going to field small forwards like Roses, Joel Jeffrey, Durden. Um, I'm missing others that are obvious. <laughs> Rioli. So, Rioli, exactly. So, um, oh, Connor McDonald. Um, so, oh, wait, no, he's going, 70s. he's going 70s, right, George? Yep. Um, I can't wait. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> so, yeah, so, so you can get away with 18, but... There is quite a big advantage if you can get to 19 or 20 without, you know, having to to stuff up the rest of your trade plans, your other buys, just because dropping a couple of those bad scores can can give you a 50 to 100 point advantage in a given buy round. Yep. Um, Seb asks, whose mullet is better, Sinclair or Baz? Oh, whose mullet? Ooh. I thought it said whose mother was better. And it's like, I haven't met mullet. any of their mums. You know, it sounded okay. like you said mother. So, yeah, okay. Um, I mean, Baz's is much better. Sinclair's is filth, dude. That's so, it's so gross to look yeah. at. The, un- the undercut on that is not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yes, um, Seb switched off, I think. Yeah. Uh, is it worth going down to three injury trades if it means getting uh, an extra dog forward in. So, so you have cogs and you have five trades oh. left and you go cogs to. Yeah. Yeah. Baz or Bond. And yeah. you go down to three. Would you do that? Oh. I'm probably going to be in that boat um, where I'll are. have like five or six trades left and I could go down one more to get like a Bont and Pelly in the forward line or like a Stewart in defense or like a Mills in the midfield, right? They're the, going to be the, probably the big ones I'm missing. Um, I think you have to wait and see with those. Like if, yeah. if we have, we're all kind of predicting that none of our premiums get injured during the buys and there's no problems. And then we pop out the other side and we've all got finished teams and five, six trades left. And then you can make a decision. Just wait and see if that happens. Because um, if, you, if you do get to around 15 or 16 and you still got six trades left, you're probably going to be okay. Like I think one injury trade a week is more than enough. Um, what did we what did we decided last year? It was probably like one two to one. Weeks. one. One every three is what we ended up being forced into as a bit of a copium. But I think it's like one every two is probably what you plan for. Maybe well, one How many three. injuries have you had this year? I've had like Grundy. But, but, so like law of averages, we, we should regress to having more injuries in the back half of the year. We have really haven't had that many so far this year. We had lots to start last year and lots to finish the year as well. Hmm. More dribble plays, less 30-year-olds picked this year. Please. It's hard to predict. <laughs> it's hard to predict. Yeah, I, I, I would say no. I, I would go the, I know this sounds like a waste. I'd go the mid-ground play and don't do it. See if you still got a few left in round 16, 17, and then do it. Yeah, I'll, I'll say the one. Yeah, and see what well. Cogs is scoring. 
by then. Yeah. So, so, yeah. so the one other thing is like we've seen this year much more than any other year, premiums drop fifties because they've been sick. So yeah. like Petraka, Dugowie, we had Baz miss week or whatever, right? And Rather Baz back, miss, actually. Yeah. At the back end of the year, people's benches are going to be absolute trash. We can already see it happening. Like people are going to be trading in donuts, already have donuts, or they're like You've got like Thompson who's injured for the year. You've got Hamilton who's probably not going to come back anytime soon. And so if one of these players is going out for a week or potentially two weeks, that trade to like sideways your premium then and get two weeks of good scoring rather than like a bad rookie cover is going to be so much more important than slightly upgrading one of your picks in your in your current team. So like I think you could potentially use the injury trades more aggressively and actually get an advantage that way as well, depending on how the back end of the year plays out. So yeah, like I just I think the the message I was like, don't plan to do those upgrades now and go down to three. Wait until we get there and see if it's viable or not, and then you can you can make a calculated decision. Yep. Someone asks what happened to F one Heaney and uh, whatever. Next person asks. Um, hey, respect to whoever asked. Is it too? Is it too late for LeBron James? LeBron. Just, I just like saying it. I think we need is to too late? explain that who that is. LeBron James oh, Sicily. Is it too late? Yeah, James Sicily. No. Uh, Get the F two, F three. Six hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, mate. It's too late. And he's You're still under he's price. In your t- <laughs> Yeah, Seriously, nah. how are you supposed to climb the ranks without Sicily this year? Hope that He's he falls been... back. The problem is if I pay 635 to bring him in, while everyone's using 200K on trades elsewhere, then like if he regresses, off... which he should do, then uh, there's no way for me to make it up. You've, You're you've covering just... off 95% player. It's not really just doing Just go for Zach yeah. Merritt then. Go for Merritt and I don't know. English. Oh, like English was... this week. It's just such a painful negative pod. It's, it's so bad. He's, He's not keeping this up He's... though. He... His He's five not- round average is one thirty two, right? And yeah, there's yeah, there's yeah. no one that's kept up that average for that long, even LeBron. Nah. So I think you just have to like bank on regression and hope it comes real LeBron. soon. Yep. Okay. Um, next question is: Is only having eighteen through each each by fine? Probably not. The, and uh, so the the problem with that is if you're planning just to scrape in for eighteen on the last buy. I can almost guarantee it won't happen because you've got all your in, all your premiums have to play, all your trades have to work out, and all your rookies have to get up. It's just like so unlikely for that to be true three weeks from now. I yep. think you're right in round 14 though because you're trading in players, more players that are playing. Round 13, it might be scuffed though. You are, but if he's if he's saying that like after his trade plans, he's traded like done the on paper trades. Oh the next god, if that's advance, it, then and then I don't know how that's 18, even the case. He's got to have no. dead bench, right? That's why. Yeah, it's got to be dead bench. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, like it's that's not a good position to be in. I, like my current trade plans have me just getting to eighteen next week using three full trades. I'm like that's yeah. bad because there's like one player misses and I'm 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 taking a donut. Yeah, I mean, it's a question with like no yeah. answer. It's bad, but he can't really fix it, I guess, if he's planned for that. So, I don't know. Cross yep. your fingers, mate. Yeah, it's covered. <laughs> yeah. Um, are, you, are, you, are we concerned about uh, Callum Mills' uh, role on the weekend? And uh, oh, yeah. would you rather Callum Mills or Rory Laird? Uh, Rory Laird, I think. I think for sure. Mill, uh, just too many concerns with Mills. Uh, like, I'd, I'd love to own Millsy, but 
uh, I think we'll just wait off until a couple more years um, or maybe next year. But, yeah, injury concern. And then, I mean, the role's not – it's not like it's terrible. He can still score there. He played there for six years. He's He knows how to play there, and he's playing loose if that continues. I don't think it continues, though. It's just an in-game thing mm. from Horse that it actually kind of worked. So, um, I guess that's a negative that it worked. But, yeah. No, I think I think led that fixture is nuts. Yeah, I mean it was a very specific game plan thing though. One because of the opposition, and two because Blakey was out. Um, yeah. Otherwise, I don't think they would have used him for that. Um, but yeah, like I led and the fixture is who I would lean over Mills as well. Yeah, I want to chip in before you take price into consideration. Yeah, I put some respect on Mills for a second. So uh, in the first few weeks, Mills Tog was down because of limited preseason, but gained a bit of match fitness. Tom Grant's back up. He's basically like a 130 player since then, mm-hmm. average player. So, you know, in fantasy, people see him as the F, the M1. So um, in here, I think he's probably top three, top four. I, I still worry. I'm not too worried about the role. As you said, it was just kind of a Blakey, uh, whatever, opposition. So um, he's... Uh, I feel like he's a slight durability risk just because he keeps limping during games. He's fine. He keeps playing through it. But, you know, he's missed games, missed a few games last year with the Achilles. Year before that, he missed a game with the calf. You're probably not going to get this with Laird. So just total points, I think Laird is more likely to be a bit safer plus a fixture. So, But Mills has the highest ceiling. So, um, yeah, fair enough. Uh, next question is uh, who scores more, Stewart or English? English. English. Yeah. Uh, Warriors or Celtics? Uh, neither. Oh, very close to dropping the F-bomb. I got robbed of wearing all my heat gear on this podcast tonight. <laughs> so let's let's go Warriors. <laughs> I think I prefer the Celtics, but yeah, I don't care. <laughs> yep. Um, would you go in any scenario? Say you, you have Tim English. Would you go Darcy or Gone? Uh, Darcy. I don't mm-hmm. think Tim English matters, though. I'd just go Darcy over Gone anyway. What's he like... saying? He has Tim English R1 at the moment. Oh. F1, F1. Oh, so like he's so going to be cover. Spawn. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know where that comes into play. So, but so, oh, so it's like it's I would always go, this man. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would always go I would go Darcy over Gone, and the fact that you have English for cover for him eventually is makes it even better. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have Darcy. He's four percent owned. This George, is a Max, Max Lynch, Tom DeConning, <laughs> either side of the buy. <laughs> Just don't watch. Just don't watch. I enjoy watch. watching him, and yeah, you know, because watch. he's so because he's so lowly owned, and a lot of people brought in wits and only had you, gone. Yeah. Doesn't affect me as much. So I'm yeah. very happy to watch him go off. Um, but he's going to be a nice pod for you guys. He's frightening to not own. Are you starting him next? Oh, he's year? is he four percent of teams? Oh my god! Oh, yes, more sir. Than that, like in actually, no, no, I think like he in, is. Okay. I think that might have been coming into the starter? week. And it might be like about... ten, surely. No, oh, in like less. in top in top teams. Yeah, yeah I'm just I'll looking look. at for the yeah, yeah, and like fifteen hundred are trading him in this week. And if you are going to bring him in, this is probably the week to do uh, it. Fifteen hundred geniuses. Well, actually, they should have got on earlier, but anyway. Yeah, last week, round now, one. that was the genius play. <laughs> that was the big, big round, round one. Oh, Jack Hayes, why'd you bait me? Fuck. Yeah. You actually got to thank Jack Hayes, JD, for not starting him. 
I don't know why. Or you got to thank, I don't know, Hugh Dixon or whatever made you not yeah. start Jack Hayes and put the E on because that fucked me right up. <laughs> job security. I didn't start Nick Martin or Jack Hayes because of job security. And oh. I started I, like, yeah, anyway, anyway. Yeah, we better not get into yeah. it. Um, somebody asks, um, oh, Seba's got another question. What do we do with the biggest king in Zorko? I say trade. Yeah. Any scenario where you hold? Are you are you considering holding this week, JD? I was, but now that I can get him to English in two trades. I'm kind of <laughs> think I'm just going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's do that, do that for sure. Uh, Trek's eight percent, by the way. Top five k. Again, um, Murph asks, "Have you avoided the COVID and the flu?" Yes, I have. And um. I think that's it. Oh, CW <laughs> asks when he says, when are you bringing in Tom Stewart? Sounds like a Tom Stewart owner. Anyway, <laughs> um, I think that's it. That's the Q and a tried to filter those as best I can probably miss a few, but that's okay. Um, get to those in the discord. Actually, probably not. Um, that'll do for this week. <laughs> um, uh, uh, captains, quick. I mean, we're going to do captains. it. On yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, probably, but who are you looking at early? I mean, we're you're missing a few players. Uh, I'll probably go if, English if into Laird. If you're a Laird owner, then like this is the week to pull it. This is the there. thing. I English always, every time so I say, oh, they're playing West Coast, they're playing North, they're going to go big, <laughs> captain them, well, it hasn't happened. boom, 115 again. I'm tired. No, Clary 99. People captain Bont last week for 96 and McCray 102. Yeah. That's... When, it, when it blows out too much like that, I think guys like that take the foot off the gas. I don't know. Yeah, it, that, so it can depending on the player and also like other the team as other well. players get players, you know, the yeah. bit of uh, wind in the sail and they like play better than they normally do. <laughs> Alex they can Keith get running cheap. 150 meters for a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Get some of that. So look, I think it depends on the um, on the individual as to whether they go for the kill or not. Laird strikes me as one that is going to like go for the kill. I think so. And Adelaide, they want to win. They need yeah, to win and, too. and also Adelaide isn't. It's not like they're the dogs, right? Like it's going to be a closer game, even though yeah. they should win. Yeah, man, Rob's going to go one sixty again. Oh shit! <laughs> um, for me, uh, yeah, I think. Look, if I get English, probably English. I think Laird. If not, I'll probably just go Lockie, Lockie Neil on Sunday. Optus. Well, I did read that they're going to maybe uh, do a cooler or whatever they want to call it. Oh, here we uh, go. Like, well, they did it to Clary, and it worked. Let's be real. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's so, why. Um, I think me and Jay need to talk about because we have no lead. Yeah, who is our C? I'll just go McCray into lead. Who are you guys it, thinking then? This is like yeah, because I don't have Laird, right? So um, Gold Coast against North is interesting for both Took and Wits, I think. With the C, yeah. It's... But so like yeah, how comfortable are you with him? I guess Wits has been somewhat consistent, but it is one of the better ruck match like uh, like Goldie's no chumps. Yeah. Um, Oliver against the Swans. That should be a pretty tough matchup. Like, I, I don't think he's my preferred option. I think he's he was one twenty five and one thirty in his last two against them, but then an eighty seven back in twenty nineteen. Um, don't think he can go near Petrarca. Uh, I, don't, I don't think don't think he's got good history against the Swans either. Uh, Darcy Cameron. Darcy Cameron for Darcy Cameron. Actually, like Crisp against the Hawks is an interesting one. Oh, please do that. Please do that. I want but to he, hasn't, he, hasn't, he hasn't shown a good ceiling this year. Oh, yeah. I know you're laughing. Okay, fair, 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 fair. I just want to see people do it. 
<laughs> you want to see the no, no, nah, no doubt he could actually him. against that against the Hawks he could for sure. Oh, and then Darcy's probably not a great option into McInerney, right? Although he's got one fourteen and one twenty in his last two, but like last year against them. <sighs> as much as I love the man, the C just doesn't sit well. What about yeah, Stewart on the dogs? Oh, as he's VC, interceptors yeah. do interceptors do really well against the dogs. Yeah, yeah, it's an option. It is. I'm I think with English probably... though on debut, got to do him. Yeah, I think English into wits. If I trade in English, otherwise it was going to be like wits into Oliver, maybe. Yep. Sounds good. All right, I think that's all from us. Anything else to share? You're going to say something, Eno? Uh, no, I was just going to say, lead owners. Um, yeah, you're going to go well. Might have to uh, put a go well. Ten dollars on most super coach points because I don't want to watch that 170. Because Led does have the ceiling. He put didn't he put in a massive one last year? I think like a 190, 170 or 190. One of those it's, two against. He can do it. Yeah. So oh, he was he was outstanding. He had twenty like twenty contested, fourteen clearances on the weekend. Yeah. Just they all went to Thomas Stewart and SDK. Well, that's they keys and lead. They do keys especially, but lead does it a bit. They'd like to just hack kick. So uh, yeah. it's effective. No, Forty meters. Yeah. Is text back? Not that it really matters, but uh, sure. they really had no options up forward. Really. Um, yep. But yeah, I think that's all from us. Uh, big up Manscape for getting around us. Uh, use code FTTV. Um, Father's Day gift, head over to Manscaped. They got you covered. Um, <laughs> live, live imagine that. And CD moustache has got to go at some point, I know. Should I do it for next pod? <laughs> I think it's... Should we do a bet? Like, what should we do? Uh, well, uh, Tom George Stewart... and I... Oh, wait, <laughs> I'm not going to bring this up. It doesn't end well for me. The Pinsky's ahead of. Oh. <laughs> I think she might be overtaking right this rate. That, that, that uh, would be right. Um, sorry, sorry what did you say, George? I think you, you had to wear your worst shirt. Next week, your worst shirt. It's not over yet. It. It's, it's not, not over. Yet. It's not. Or you can like drink like hot sauce with. Plus, like fish I mean, the, ori- the original bet was Shield. Like, let's be real. What's Shield averaging now? He's getting all the 76.8. He's distant third to the other two. 76. Oh my God. Anyway, I think it's all from us. <laughs> that's a bargain. Oh my God. That's what he was started at. Anyway, that's all from us. Uh, thanks for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.